Hello, you are listening to the Millennial Perspective Podcast. My name is Omiud and I am your host for the podcast. Today, I will be having a conversation with someone that's a little bit tricky for me to introduce. (laughs) But for this particular episode, I will say I'm having a conversation with a colleague. I'm having a chat with Mutale Otiliangaba. Hi, Mutale, how are you? Hi, Omiud. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's your week going so far? Uh, so far, so good. Even though it's just a Tuesday, yeah, it's good. That's good to know. So I want us to have a conversation about agriculture. I know your agriculture is your field of expertise. You're graduating in agriculture, not so? Yes, agriculture economics this April. Oh, great. Congratulations. <laughs> congratulations about that. I don't think I communicated my congratulations. Thank you. All right. So, was is the is the degree worth it? I think that's the first question I'd ask. Is it worth it? Yes, it is. Um, at first, when I got into agriculture sciences, because first you do agriculture sciences, then you choose what you'd want to specialize in. I wasn't really sure, but after second year, I like the person just grew because. Um, in second year, you do like a, a general study of everything. So you do plant science, animal science. You also do a bit of economics. And it was very interesting. Like a person in me was birth that I didn't realize was there. Yeah. So it, I think the degree is worth it because you get hands-on knowledge on what's happening around the sector and you get exposed to a lot and then you also have to go the extra mile of course because not everything is going to be covered in class so it's up to you to to go the extra mile and see what's actually happening on the ground okay all right so you said uh sounds like an interesting uh degree you said at first you were not sure about it why where was that um because okay when i went to unza initially i wanted to do medicine and then every time uh people referred to agriculture Everyone just referred to it like he would be a farmer and farming, like the way people used to say it, farming didn't seem cool. It was like a farmer, like, you know, like that's what old people do. It's not like something a young person would be in. Even now, when I say, when I introduce myself and say I'm an agriculture economist, some people will be like, oh, so you're a farmer. Like, which is at uh, when I first got into it i wasn't happy like being associated with a farmer but now i love it like you can call me a farmer any day because i think it's the future in fact not i think i know it is the future so at first i wasn't so keen on it because of the attachments that society had placed on it but now i love it i feel like it's the best thing in the world oh okay great what 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 attachment has society attached to it that's not good um okay so like even for me growing up i just thought first of all i thought it was boring i just thought it was for old people like you know you you get a job you retire at let's say 50 then you go to to then you go get some land somewhere and go into farming so for me i always viewed it as something that you do like not in the prime years of your life 
it was associated with something that you do when like your body is no longer you know that active it was just associated with oh like with poor people because for me like growing up i never used to see any farmers who are like doing well out there i just used to see people who are like let's say growing for themselves and their family subsistence farmers but in fact after getting into the course that's when i was exposed to actually how successful you can become if you get into farming because now there's so many tools that you can use so yeah the attachments were just it's for poor people it's for old people and it's something you do after you retire so you say your degree uh, exposed you to some things which changed your mind and changed your perception of uh, farming. Mm-hmm. What are some of those things that uh, you were exposed to? Okay, so some of the things that we, that I was exposed to are that when you talk about agriculture, it's like a whole value chain. There's a lot that's involved. So maybe um, I believe not everything is for us. So let's say farming, not, farming is not for everyone. I'll agree with that. So there are other things that you can do. Let's say if you're passionate about research, even in agriculture, you can do research. You can be a policy maker. There's a whole value chain. You can become a trainer. There's like agriculture is a sector that I think is connected to a lot of sectors. It's connected to finance. It's connected to health because um, if you're producing food that's, the food you're producing has to be like good out there so that people it has to be of a certain quality like the nutritional value so in that way you're contributing to the health sector um, you're contributing to so many other sectors that we don't know like transport and logistics you can get involved there so that's the exposure i got because most times when you think of agriculture you just think you're going to till the land but after uh, going to Unza and getting my degree, I realized that there's so much that you can do. You can do um, risk analysis, like um, the world we're living in now. You can come up with scientific ways so that you reduce risk. Because most people say agriculture is a risky business because of the weather, the pests and diseases. So you can come in that aspect, like, okay, so what risk? can I try to solve if it's weather and diseases? Let's say if you did engineering, you can start thinking of water harvesting. You can come up with something, harvest water, sell it to people who are involved. There's SMEs, Um, SMEs means small medium enterprises. So let's say if you don't want to be involved in the actual farming, you can now go to the farmers and then add value to whatever they're producing. Let's say if it's tomato. So you go to a farmer, you say, okay, I'd like to buy your tomatoes. Then you add value, you squash them, you come up with tomato sauce, you take them to a supermarket. So there's a lot that's involved. It's not only just stealing the land like we used to think. Then also policy making. Yeah, there's a lot. Okay, that's great. Uh, Which even reminds me of uh, you had written an article that you mm-hmm. that we published on the Millennial Perspective uh, website. 
Yes. And in that article, you mentioned something to say, as millennials, we are the future of agriculture. Mm. How would you then encourage someone out there who's an inter- who's a millennial to dive into agriculture? How would you? What What are some of the things that you would point out to say? Uh, we can pioneer or we can shape the agriculture sector by doing this and that. What are some of those things? Okay, um, so I think we're living in a digital world now. And as millennials, we need to be pioneers of smart solutions now when it comes to agriculture. So we can start developing apps that are agriculture-focused. Let's say you... You come up with an app. There's an app that I came across that's been done by some young people in Zambia. It's called AgriPredict. So this app, you you go into the field. Let's say you notice something wrong with your plants. You take a picture. And then using the app, you go onto the app. You take a picture. And then the app is going to predict what's wrong with your plant, um, what chemicals you can use to get rid of whatever is happening to your plant. It can even uh, send you to the nearest store where you can access that, and it just gives you all that advice. So there's a lot of digitalization that we can, yes, we can start. We can come up with an online market where if someone wants to buy something, they go, maybe you have like a number of farms. This is just an idea. If there are any software developers out there, they can do it so you go like you create an online market where i think most people like to buy fresh produce so we can think of ways of maybe you you cut you put several farms on the app and then you look at let's say you want rip you make your order and then it can be delivered to you like in a short space of time and it will come fresh from the farm so I think we can look at digitalization, a lot of things we can do to become more digital when it comes to agriculture, because that's where we're heading. And obviously millennials have more, they are more hands-on when it comes to digitalization as compared to the older generation. And then also we can, like the way you said how we can get involved, you can have a little backyard in your, at your house as a millennial, instead of always going to the market to buy um, crops, you can just have a little backyard, you, you save money. And in that way, even though you, you are not on a large scale, you are saving money for your household and you are contributing, you are taking part in agriculture. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's, uh, that's good to know. <laughs> that's good to know and get some ideas on how we can advance. Uh, then earlier you said agriculture is not for everyone. Yes. Or you said farming is not for everyone. Mm. Who is it not for and who is it for? Okay, when it comes to that, I think it, the choice is up to you. Like, I think if you are not passionate about it, you don't really have to be involved in the farming itself. But you can, let's say you can support local producers, um buy things from the market like support local that way even though you're not involved in the farming yeah you're, you're sort of supporting 
the local SMEs who are trying to graduate to a more competitive level. So I think when it comes to me saying it's not for everyone, I mean, if you feel like when you're doing it, it's too much for you or it's a drain, then don't do it. Leave it out there for people who are passionate about it. But you can still support people who are involved. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's good. No, uh, thank you very much for having shared this uh, information with me personally and also like with the audience out there listening. I think there's some things I've gotten to learn being someone in the IT who's more IT conscious. Yeah. It's given me ideas of applications mm -hmm. and things to do. So I think that's eye-opening. Just as we're about to close and end uh, our conversation, what are some of the things that, are there any, any other things that you'd like people to know out there when it comes to regards to agriculture or farming and whatnot? Okay, so I think what I'd like to end with is um, you don't have to, like you don't have to start big. You don't have to want to be the next uh, big commercial farmer out there. You can just start small, uh, find what you're passionate about. When it comes to agriculture, read articles, um, find ways you can support local SMEs around you and just be a part of the agriculture sector because I believe that um, if we had to really uh, focus on agriculture, for example, in Zambia, we can go very far. We can put Zambia on the map. Um, yeah, that's what I can say. Because even though like right now people are saying no climate change, Zambia is the largest, it's, it's the country in Southern Africa that has the largest water bodies. So water is not like an excuse. And then like, even if you look at this rain period that we've had, the rain hasn't been, but it's, I think it's been better than last year. So we don't have any excuses. We can put agriculture on the map if we just decide to, yeah, if we just decide to, to get in involved either by supporting by improving market linkages or just by having a little farm in your backyard all right all right Ntale. thanks a lot for joining me on the podcast and for sharing the information that you've shared uh i believe it's been very insightful uh thank you so much thank you thank you for having me